How was the medieval fair? Uh, do you want me to be honest? Yes. <laughs> Stella had fun. It was 90 degree heat of us oh. traipsing around for garbage that I would never purchase. Look, look. This is going to sound mean. And if this makes it on the show, I, I want to disclaimer it as... I don't judge anybody at a medieval fair. I don't. Even, I don't judge costumes. I think they're cool. I don't judge the goods that people are supplying at a medieval fair. I don't judge them. Okay, they're cool. I'm not saying they're not cool. Every one of those booths had something that I would have loved to purchase when I was 20 and dumb. But right now I'm 40, and I have the good sense to know that anything I purchase at a medieval fair is going to be something I show to friends once, and they go, "Oh man, that's cool," and then I put it away. You never see it again. I'm not gonna buy a sword and learn how to sword fight. I'm not gonna like <laughs> wear a suit of armor to a business meeting. Like it's just it's just not they're not realistic items to purchase or to have. So I don't know. I so so that being said, again, that sounds judgy. I'm not trying to judge. I totally respect anybody who goes there in a costume and buys a sword. Man, more power to you. That's that's if that's something you do and that's something you're into, I'm totally down with it. For me, it was a 90-degree hike in a boot with a torn ligament uh, through the woods uh, with, a lot of, <laughs> with a lot of strange fellows uh, and a lot of goods that they were trying to sell me that I did not want to purchase. And I had to somehow steer my six-year-old away from who uh, has not learned any of these valuable lessons that I have learned. I will say... <laughs> I will say there was one shop that got me, and I actually bought something. Um, they had a pipe shop there. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, I'm drawn right in. And they had a lot of dumb pipes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a person out there who smokes dumb pipes, again, more power to you. What I mean by dumb pipes, I mean hobbit pipes that are like two and a half feet long. <laughs> How do you clean that? You, you don't have a pipe cleaner long enough in the world to clean that. Like, you'd have to have a special tool made. And, and if you were trying to smoke it with friends, you'd just be bumping into people every time you looked at them. Like, they're huge. They're fucking huge. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but they did have a lot of really cool, nice pipes. I actually bought one. It's like a tortoiseshell thing. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's very cool. It like some like it's like red. It's like deep dark red uh, uh, wood that's like a, like the back of a tortoise carved in it. And I was like, this is fucking cool. And it was cheap. Uh, that was one thing I will say about it is their prices were like if you go on Amazon for pipes, you get like yeah. you get two choices of pipes, like a lot of a lot of pipes, but like two basic choices. One is. $20 and under, it's going to break in like six smokings, uh, or you get $90 and up. Like that's, that's the only thing they had. They had pipes that were 50 pipes that were 35 pipes that were 40. It was really nice. It was really nice. Uh, plus there was a lady there who I inadvertently offended by making fun of the Hobbit pipes. But as <laughs> aside from that, she was very helpful, uh, to this fellow who is still becoming a pipe enthusiast. Uh, but yeah, so that that got me a little bit. Everything else, everything else, I could kind of take or leave. I mean, I was there with some friends. It was nice to hang out with them. Uh, <laughs> Melissa went with me, <laughs> and you know Melissa well enough to know that that <laughs> is not her type of event. Uh, but she even seemed to have some fun. I mean, it was fun to look at things. We also got to see a horse show with this guy jumping through like 
hoops of fire, which was cool. I got to see some people doing some sword fighting, which was cool. So, like, there was some cool aspects of it. It's not something I would endeavor to go to. Honestly, the real awesomeness of it was Stella decided to wear a princess dress to it. She was the only one who dressed up. Uh, she went in this princess dress, and everybody kept saying hi to her, and all the, like, people who worked there were like, Hello, my lady! Would you like a flower? Like, stuff like that, and she was just getting a kick out of it. And then, of course, uh, anybody who follows me on Facebook, she actually became a official, I'm doing the quotation marks with my hands, Princess of Abelok. Uh So they had, like, the royal court. They had a king and a king, a king and a queen up there. And Stella was like, I really want to talk to king and queen. I was like, well, we'll see if you can. I don't know if you can. Went up, and, and uh, she asked the knights, and the knights were like, of course, of course, just... Just wait for her to be done with the next person. And then there was some very nice people who were in front of her, and they said she could go ahead. And She gets up there, and uh, the knight's like, This is Lady Stella. She would like to become a princess. They had this whole ceremony. They busted out this crown. They put it on her head. They gave her a document with a seal on it that said she was an official princess of Avalok. Like It was like she was absolutely in her element for that. Uh, what was really great is... and. While I'm ranting, there's one other thing I want to rant about. So, my kid is obsessed with crowns. Obviously, she likes being a princess. The only crowns we can ever find for her are these cheap, plastic, shitty crowns, you know? So, I thought one thing, I, I took out money out of the bank, because I'm like, one thing they're definitely going to have at a medieval fair is some, <laughs> is some real crowns, is yeah. some real crafted crowns. Not one of these fucking places no. had a crown. I wanted to go up to him and be like, look, blacksmith, dude, do you know what's a really easy sell that uh, that is very easily associated? Instead of making that really cool, weird steel flower, just make a couple fucking crowns, man. Nobody had crowns or tiaras anywhere. And so, like, she was just going through, like, looking for crowns because she wanted a crown. And I was like, I want to get you a crown. Well, luckily... Part of this princess ceremony, they, they take out... It's still a dinky plastic one, but they take out a, yeah. a plastic crown and give it to her. And she was like, yay, I got my crown. And I was like, all right, I didn't spend a dime. I'm good. Still <laughs> Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming, and you, dear listener, have decided for whatever reason to tune into yet another Horrible Gaming Podcast. I am not alone. Mostly I'm never alone. With me is... Neil, a.k.a. a tiny wizard. Yes, and uh, we have a show for you today of, of some import. We've got things we, to talk about, some things. We do have a show where things will be talked about. <laughs> yes. That is objectively true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, that being said... Uh, we got some people to think. Number one, behind our ugly faces, you're going to see a fancy graphic. That and all the graphics here that are original on Old Man Gaming are provided by Mr. Mac Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And, of course, the theme song for this show and all shows here on the channel are provided by my brother, the man who makes the music, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. 
Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, so that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, that is fan interaction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans, and all the places that you read them. We read them out. Uh, and we'll get into some things about where you post those comments in a, towards the end, but there's a comment that re relates to it. Uh, but let's get into this. Uh, first, let's go up to newest first. Uh, Backdraft says, mmm, vampire sauce, referring directly to uh, your bloody finger uh, yeah. as the opener last week. Uh, it's healing up pretty well. There's just like a little teeny little area that just looks like it's scabbed over and that's it. <laughs> uh, then we had Jason go, a bloody scrotum. The bloody scrotum sounds like a tavern name, <laughs> referring to my bonus parting part. Uh, and then Backdraft says, or a fancy brothel. Backdraft, I'm going to tell you right now, a fancy brothel does not have blood anywhere in the title. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would say low rent brothel at that point. Like, anybody going into a place uh, that says blood in the title for sex is in trouble. In <laughs> trouble. <laughs> or it's... Maybe a fancy dominatrix place. I I'd, I'd take that the bloody scrotum. But 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 the the, the blood still like the blood is still I, yeah. I don't know absurd. if I say a fancy. I would say a brothel, but I wouldn't put fancy before it. Uh oop oop oop. I just did some shit by accident. That's fine. I can still read everything. Uh okay. Uh, then William Huin chimes in, and this is what I was referring to earlier. Hi! So I don't understand what's happening with my comments. I commented last week on last week's episode, and it doesn't show up on your comic section comment section. First time I thought, I forgot to click the send button. But last time I'm sure I did. That's annoying. Anyway, thumbs are not that useful anyway to play games. Oh, wait. <laughs> Can, com can conform about not understanding how shit works anymore at 38. I would even lower the bar to 37. Fair enough. Uh, loved Zach's laugh when Neil said God of War would release in 2022. I'm with Team Zach. It won't. Thanks for the show. It definitely won't. But that's a pizza bet for another day. Uh, Jason then chimed in and said, It's the YouTube algorithms. Not only is the internet censored way too heavily, they use bots to do it. So in innocuous comments can get removed because the bots are rudimentary sub-AI. And then they go back and forth about this. Uh, I'm not going to read every back and forth explanation. I do want to say, uh, everybody out there, um, I am not deleting your comments. The only comments I delete are extremely... Our porn, I, I delete a lot of porn comments that are that are every every video, which I'm going to talk about in a second. I delete oh. the, the porn comments, and I delete uh, anything that would be extremely offensive to large groups of people, such as like super racist, super homophobic stuff like that. That's not a our comment section is just not a place for that. Um, but I don't delete anything else. So it's not me. It is definitely YouTube, and we've had this problem before. So YouTube, and YouTube is terrible about the algorithm. Absolutely terrible about this, because as I just previously mentioned, I still get random porn bot uh, uh, comments weekly. 
weekly on videos. Uh, sometimes, sometimes in a week, I'll get one on every video, and I have to go in and remove them. Um, what it is doing, Jason's 100% right. What it is is it just basically looks for words that somebody's put into a system, and it just deletes the comment regardless of the context, regardless of anything you're saying, regardless of whatever. If it's if if your word is flagged in any way, shape, or form, it just pulls it right out. Uh, Jason actually pointed this out in the Discord. There was a guy who had to literally change his name on YouTube because his last name was Dyke. Um, and YouTube just flagged him because his that it's his name. It's, he's not using it as slur in any way, shape, or form. It's his last name. Um, okay, so that being said, I do want to say to anybody out there, if you're having this problem, we have a podcast thread on our Discord channel. Uh, go there. Type your comments there. I will make sure to check them each week. I'm not going to read the ones this week just because they're basically Jason and Will going back and forth about the YouTube algorithm more, which I think we're covering right now. But if you post them on the podcast thread in Discord, I will make sure to read them in addition to anything on YouTube. And this goes out to anybody having this problem, seriously. If you're having this problem, post it there, okay? Um, but on the other thing, I'm definitely going to win the pizza bet. That's um, <laughs> definitely gonna happen. Uh, it's Neil, funny you bring that up too, because we were uh, at GameStop earlier, mm -hmm. and uh, the dude at GameStop was uh, well, him and Kayla at the same time were trying to get me to put money down on God of War ahead of time. I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to this GameStop. I want to go to one near my house. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it's. They're they're taking the pre-orders and everything. I mean, that means nothing. nothing. I, I don't know. I think I know it means nothing. absolutely nothing. It means but nothing. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's actually coming, even though we've only seen one gameplay trailer. I feel like I'm gonna get a delicious pizza at the end of the year, and that's okay with me. That's okay with me. Uh, all right. So continuing, uh, Jason then chimed in and said, "Hell, if I remember the first game I beat." Uh, I mean, okay. Uh, we definitely remember it. For us, it was a special occasion. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Did it mean that little to you? <laughs> it's like Jason's attacking us. Like, I didn't I didn't remember it at all. Fuck you guys <laughs> for remembering it. I mean, Sentimental unless, dicks. <laughs> unless he's just beat so many games. Jason plays a lot of games. Jason plays a lot of games. I was going to so say, say, I mean, right yeah. Now. Jason plays a lot that's, of games. That's for sure. That's a thing. Like, I mean, I could... I can tell you the first one I beat. I couldn't tell you the second. Honestly, if Jason was younger, if Jason was younger, I'd be less surprised by surprised by this comment because, like, it's more not it's more it's more novel when you're older because when you're older, the first games that you had the chance to beat were like, like you, like most people did not have access to them on regular occasion. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. like. Like Nintendo and Genesis, like those games, like, yeah. and you were younger, you were a kid, and it just kind of like, and Jason's older than me, so I'm kind of surprised he doesn't remember it, but more power to you, Jason. It's all good. Uh, he then also says, oh, geez, that minor slice is nowhere near as bad as my mind saw. That's barely a flesh wound. Jason's coming hot today, man. You know, he's, I, he's aggro. I, he's aggro at us. <laughs> I actually kind of have to tell a, a continuation of the story because I mean, yeah, it didn't look as bad as it, it did because I put all the skin and the nail back on. But 
as time progresses, you know it's just a matter of time before that stuff is coming off. <laughs> I was at work. Oh, no. And I went up to a customer, like, greeting them. I smacked my thumb off of the table, and it ripped off right then and there, <laughs> and immediately blood started. And I, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Do you have a first like, aid I mean, kit? You're not at a restaurant, but they've got to have something. There's a first right? aid kit. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like I, I came up to this lady. I was like, so what are we doing today? And I hit my thumb off the table and it ripped all the stuff off i'm like actually um you're gonna have to give me a second i'm really sorry i didn't preface it in any other way i literally just said the tip of my thumb just fell off <laughs> and i just like ran away not and the then best said not the best not the best i'm sure she was a very confused she like goes to someone who's like can i have someone who doesn't have leprosy, <laughs> can I have somebody else <laughs> right. well i came back and my thumb was all wrapped back up again and i then at that point explained the situation to her but the worst part was i knew the thumb tip landed somewhere in her vicinity but i don't know where <laughs> so i hope she didn't find it i wish you could have come back like pale with like a little water on your face and just like this blood wrapped up. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? I'm all right. Are we in a hospital? Woo, is it getting cold in here? Uh, all right. Well, that that's fan traction for this week. Thank you to everybody who commented. As always, we appreciate it. We're gonna we had a light news week, so we're gonna talk about uh, kind of a weird one uh, and just you know, just gab about it. Uh, and then I've got a lot of odds and ends. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so we have like four. So. I think I've got six. I'm not sure. Six or seven, maybe. I'm not oh, sure. Right, right. There's one that I'm about to add because it's like a breaking news thing. That's kind of. Oh. Uh, it's kind of yeah, and it's about a game that I literally like put my flagpole in a long time ago, and uh, now I've got to be like, ah, this is rough. They're not handling this appropriately. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be right back with our talking point. Gaming Podcast. All right. So this brings us to our first talking point. We kind of debated which one was going to be which today, but uh, we decided on this one. So the uh, the man who is the reason that there is first-person shooters, basically. Um, mm -hmm. And, like, nobody can really doubt that. I mean, there were definitely first-person shooters before him. I don't even know if there were. I think he built the first no, one, honestly. Uh, that, I think I, Wolfenstein was his baby first, too, yes. and then he did Doom. But the maker of Doom, John Romero, uh, now, if you don't know what John Romero's been doing, he's making a new first-person shooter. He, he posted on Twitter that he's hiring for a new first-person shooter, new IP, new everything. Uh, and yeah, I know this is a weird one for our talking point. It is. But it just kind of got my, my brain... Um, my brain gears working. Can he do this still? Like, is he still the guy for like a lot of people go crazy for this? But I think there's there's something to be said about uh, this dude. Like, like, and I'm not saying that John Romero was not a pioneer of the game industry. He truly was. Uh, Doom and Wolfenstein are absolute classics of the gaming sphere. I mean, the game that is still played on pregnancy tests today, Doom, is fucking it's fucking everywhere. Uh, and it, it's the reason that you have Call of Duty, that you have, you know, 
any first-person shooter other than that, Borderlands, anything with first-person shooter it, it can all track its roots to Doom and Wolfenstein, and, and he's the guy who did those. That being said, could Doom work today? I don't think it could. Like, even if, even if you took Doom and you put the graphical engine on it, uh, the way it was, I don't, I don't think it really works that well. I mean, there is obviously an argument to be made that there is still a f successful Doom franchise right now, uh, but I think those games are far and away completely different from what Romero originally produced. Now, before I turn the floor over to Neil uh, to voice his opinion on this, I do want to just give a little history, because I did a little research on this once we... Uh, decided to do this one as the talking point. Uh, and by decided, I mean I wasn't sure which one Neil would pick until the very last second, so I just researched it, and then he had the completely wrong Romero in his head. But that being said, uh, he uh, has his own game company right now, uh, and he has actually produced three modern games uh, that you might be surprised about. Uh, the first one is this roguelike first-person shooter called Gu Taco Gun Truck. I've never heard of this. Okay. Never, ever heard of this. He was the writer and designer on it. I, I honestly have never heard of it. I don't know what it is, which surprises me, because I, I know at least a little bit about a lot of games, <clears throat> even if I've never played them. Uh, his next one is Sigil, which I feel like I've heard about that one. Yeah. But I don't know much about it. I actually looked up a review on it, and basically what it looks like is like kind of like a callback to Doom, like original Doom. It gets like nine single-player levels, and then each one of those nine levels has a deathmatch version of it uh, for first-person shooters. So kind of like Quake, Doom sort of thing, you know? Then he produced and desi helped design... Empire of Sin, which is a CRPG mafia game, like a tactics-based, yeah. turn-based mafia game, which is completely outside the realm of what I thought. But that one was actually a hit. I remember that one. I know you remember that one. It didn't like mm -hmm. set the review world on fire, but I think it's still alive today with players, if I recall correctly. Uh, so that's what he's been doing lately. So now I'll turn it over to you, Neil. What do you think about this? What are your feelings on John Romero uh, trying to create a new first-person shooter? I feel like I I feel like there. What do, what is he going to have to bring to it to make it stand out? Because yeah. if there's any genre out there that is just so oversaturated, if you think of one and point to it. It's the first person shooter. Everything is a first person shooter. Even stuff that you wouldn't imagine that is being turned into first person shooters is being turned into a first person shooter. I mean, there's that metal rhythm game, uh, the yeah. metal rhythm shooter. I forget what that was called. It's um, hell. Uh, I'll look it up. You keep keep talking. The uh, the one that just the the card first person shooter neon uh, neon something I can't remember the name neon white neon white uh, see what yeah, I mean guys I, I know a little bit yeah <laughs> like it is a first person shooter now granted those two examples were bad at making the case that he might not be able to do anything because those are two examples right there that have but brought something new. That, and exactly. The, and the title, but, by the way, was Metal Hellslinger, 
by the way. Yes, that's what it is. And it's all like rhythm-based shooting. Mm -hmm. They have brought something new. You, the other thing is, is the thing that he did, you, you have such an oversaturated market that you have these staples of it that do it, that do what they do so well that how do you dethrone one of them? Like, like to get right. into that space, right? To get into that space that's oversaturated, you either have to do one of two things. Bring something new to the market, like you were saying, or be so much better at doing something that one of the staples is. Right. Like, so Call of Duty has first-person Battle Royale down and Deathmatch. How do you beat them? Uh, same with, like, Borderlands has the, the role-playing sort of shooter going. Mm -hmm. How how do you beat that? I mean, there you could definitely beat Borderlands, but there's other ones that do that. Like, and then you've got the kind of random rhythm-based stuff. Is that something that he's going to be able to bring to the table? And it's just kind of it. I don't know. I feel like this is almost. I don't want to count him out. I'm an old man. I'm an old guy, and I don't want somebody to tell me that I can't do it anymore. But you know, last week we were talking about how like once you hit 38, you're just a ghost of a world that doesn't exist anymore. You know. John Romero is yeah. older than me. He is a ghost of a world that's twice removed, you know? So, like, yeah. how do you connect with people now that might not even know your name? I mean, how many players of Fortnite know who fucking John Romero is, you know? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, he he had the ideas, you know, and mm -hmm. that it modernized, it birthed, essentially, yeah. the first-person shooter genre. And, like, yeah, great, that's awesome. But now in this day and age, it's been done and iterated on, and we've talked before, the first version of something is not usually the best. Right. Usually it's about the second or third. But, I mean, at this point, the first-person shooter genre, like, we're on, like, the... 12th different version mm -hmm. of a spin on an original idea. Yeah. Uh, not saying that there's not something that he could do with it, but like, yeah. what is there that he would be able to do with it? If anything, exactly. I would like for him to take a genre that has had no real sort of evolution over the past few years and do something with it. Try and do something, something new. Yeah. Something like, I mean, uh, as an example, what Toby Fox did with turn-based RPGs with Undertale, mm. that's a whole different thing. Like, there's a skill element. It's turn-based, but, you know, it is possible to, like, not take damage based off of the skill of the player. Right. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can do some, uh, who knows, maybe like a kart racer, do some right. sort of weird iteration on a kart racer or something. I don't know. Like that is, I feel like what he needs to turn his attention to, to iterate, to basically do something with it. Because like, that's the thing is he's been doing first person shooters and mm -hmm. they've been turning out fine, but what's just another first person shooter on the shelf? Yeah. The thing is exactly. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. What's just another one of these. And, and I want to say this again. I think John Romero is a legend. I, I do. He, mm -hmm. he is a father of modern gaming in a lot of ways, even though a lot of people don't even know who he is. I think that, like, that being said, I'm trying to be realistic about this guy's battle in this space. And, mm -hmm. like, this isn't Rocky 1. You know, this is Rocky 4. You know what I mean? And you're not Sylvester Stallone. 
<laughs> your Apollo Creed. I mean, you're in, and nobody's going to get that for reference because they're too young. But but still. Oh, like, thank God. Uh, you said it. <laughs> you said it because you know Rocky? I have, I've not seen those movies. <laughs> God damn it. You made me so mad sometimes. You haven't seen the fucking Rocky movies? I've not seen the Rocky movies. Oh, to Jesus. be fair, to be fair, and you so are not. The only individual who yells at me. There's two guys I work with who talk shit on me all the time. Yeah, I don't watch Rocky. Because I Rocky's have not shit. Rocky. Rocky's the shit, man. I love Rocky. Ultimate movies. You gotta watch them. You gotta watch them. Oh, I, I don't know how to continue this talking point without just yelling at you for the next 20 minutes for not having seen Rocky yet. Like, that's just like... I saw Stallone's other more top-tier fighting movie in over the top <laughs> that is not fighting it's arm wrestling it, god it damn is, it that is two men contesting strength look over the top's awesome i'm not gonna say it's not but it's not rocky and it will never be rocky <laughs> uh okay so so back to the topic at hand i think that we're you're in like he's got a real uphill battle and he can't just do i'm, I'm very afraid because when you and this is coming from one old guy to another. When you get to a certain spot, you think, I, I know how to do this. I could just do this the way I've always done this. Mm -hmm. And and you can't do it the way you've always done it anymore. Because, like I said, this ain't the world that you made Doom in. It, it's just not. This is the world of, like, Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone and Borderlands. And, you know, like, that's the world we're living in now. So, like, how many... How many of the real audience, and, and and the thing is, is even you and I, we're too old for this shit. Like, mm -hmm. like, like, <laughs> I'm forty. I'm part of a dying breed too. You know, like how many of the real audience, which is the twenty to thirty-five zone, are really gonna be interested in a narrative, doom-like first-person shooter? Hopefully, he's doing so he said new ip new ideas so i do want to give him the benefit of the doubt on this but like just from a realist point of view if he's thinking he can just do what he's always done i think it's just going to be it's going to be such a failure you know yeah yeah he needs some sort of iteration on on the formula i just i do wish that he would kind of try to branch out but at the same mm -hmm. time you know if i remember correctly the last time he tried to branch out to some degree was die katana oh wow was that him that was him he that oh. die katana was him oh die katana was like his huge embarrassing failure yeah i remember that <laughs> yeah it's yeah. the only thing really that he's ever made that was a complete and total flop yeah yeah, I mean, he made first-person shooters when it wasn't possible to make first-person shooters by right. tricking the thing. There's a Netflix game. Uh, was it like One Up? Player One Up? You watched it. I, I recommended it to you. Yeah, uh, and it goes through like all the gaming history, and it does a whole like half episode on the whole him thing on him. Yeah, it shows how he basically had to trick technology into being able to make a first-person shooter uh, yeah. because you couldn't do 3D stuff like that. Um, like, he is. He is that kind of genius. But you're a genius in a world... You're a genius in the future. Like, how much could Albert Einstein offer to us now? Basically, like, he was ahead of his time then. Right. But exactly. His, 
his then is our now. Right. He is ahead of his time, but he's behind our time. And, and well, and I don't want to say that necessarily, because he is still making games, and he has branched yeah. out, and he does have some success under his belt. This, when I first saw this story, I didn't realize he had been uh, the designer on some of the more recent games. I thought it was just kind of like, oh, he's coming out of retirement. Well, this is a big mistake. Um, yeah. But he he is still in the in the hunt. He has been producing games, publishing games. So we'll have to see what he brings to the table. But I'm just not sure that today's like I'm not sure first person shooter is the way to go. And and if it is the way to go, can I tell you what I wish they do with him? I wish they'd hmm. bring him in on a struggling IP that's a first person shooter, like Halo or even Call of Duty, or something like that, that could really use some fresh ideas, fresh new takes on what has become just a cluttered and shitty genre. One thing that I am, at least I hope, I, I from what I know about him, I don't think he likes it, but we've been just cluttered with microtransactions and battle passes and and just how do we monetize things. I think Halo has suffered from that. Uh, yeah. So many of these games games have suffered from that where they're not even really games they're just they're literally just giants yeah they're nfts like that that's what they are they're just they're just ways to sell you stuff that you can't touch or hold uh i will say that i don't see that coming from him you know uh but i think that if you had somebody like him on like a halo uh when they were designing infinite in the first place he could have maybe said like look what you're doing is not what people want you know Maybe we do this and breathe a little bit more life into it. You know, I would really yeah. like something along those lines, other than him trying to just like brute force his way into a market that's oversaturated with, I mean, big, big, big beasts, big beasts with thousands of billions of dollars behind them. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing too is like i i want to know what the motivation is mm -hmm. is it like does he have an idea or is it like him just like well i'm bored i'm just gonna make another shooter like right because yeah. i feel like those are two totally different motivations yeah uh, i definitely want to see how excited he is about the project and stuff like that and we're not going to see that until he gets yeah. I mean, he's just hiring for it, so yeah. you know this is all theory like, right now. Yeah, if it's something that he he had an idea for, and he's like, "Man, I have to make this." Like, there might be something there, but if it was one of those things to where like he was bored or he just got done playing a, a recent shooter and he was just like, "I think I'll do one of those." Yeah, like that. That at that point is just like cash grabby. Yeah. and not cool yeah i think we've uh we've covered this topic as much as we can schedule, but yeah oh no that's fine i think uh we may actually i mean for realsies this time yeah, because i had mentioned before episode. yeah we might actually have an earlier one i have another potential talking point but i think we could just i can save that i can put that in my back pocket for another week where we're slow yeah. So, uh, all right. I'm going to go ahead and, say, and and move us on to the next segment. We'll be back with odds and ends. Horrible gaming podcast. 
Alright, so that brings us rather quickly to odds and ends. Uh, tearing through this show today. Um, I have seven. I'm wrong. I actually have six because one of my six was is going to be part of my seventh. I didn't even realize I had that on here. So I have six, but I'll start anyway. Yeah, I may as well. I'm going to start with the breaking news one. Uh, so very recently, uh, this week, they announced the 20th update for uh, No Man's Sky. And that is No Man's... Many updates? Since 2016, there has been 20... Damn! And keyword here, 20 free updates to No Man's Sky since 2016. No, 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 it's not that. I'm just saying keyword, that's great. Uh, That's not the downer. I'm going to give you the downer, which is very confusing. Uh, But No Man's Sky update... And basically, this update will include uh, a reworked freighter system so that you can have bigger bases on your mothership, basically. You can actually build rooms into it. You can walk around on the outside of the ship, have it gardening in it. They also have updated a lot of deep space activities. Really cool update. They just keep producing really cool stuff here. Here's the breaking news. Here's the downer, ladies and gentlemen. This update is not available to Xbox anywhere. Not in the storefront, not on Game Pass, nowhere. If you have No Man's Sky and you are expecting to download that update, you're very confused right now because it has not gone live and for the entirety of the week since it came out on the 20th. What's even worse about this is Sean Murray put on Twitter and tagged Xbox in it, now available on Xbox Game Pass. And it's not available on Xbox Game Pass. If you go to uh, the Xbox Store, it advertises Endurance, but it is still not available to Xbox users. The update has not come through yet to anybody on Xbox or using the Game Pass PC version. Uh, there has been a lot of like theory as to what this problem could be, some sort of weird hiccup with the verification process. Nonetheless, here's the big problem. Uh, no Man's Sky and Hello Games are not talking about it in any way, shape, or form. They have not released any response to this. They have not acknowledged that it is a problem, uh, no matter how much they're getting yelled at by the fans at this point. Uh, they are not even in any way, shape, or form uh, acknowledging that this is, this is going on, even though it is very obviously going on. And I'm going to say this right now. I like to be fair on this show. Some people don't think I'm fair. Some people think that, oh, he likes a thing, he's always going to like a thing. This is bullshit, Sean, Sean Murray. Hello Games, you had a crappy release, but since then you have done wondrous things with this game. You have built it up with 20 free updates to your player base. They have not asked for one red cent more than what you've already got for it, with the exception of the Xbox release, but that was just to release it on Xbox for the first time. Uh, that being said... What the fuck is going... You've got to talk to people. You've got to talk to them, especially when you're promising a thing and you're posting it on Twitter from Sean Murray's personal account posted, get it now on Xbox, and you can't get it on Xbox. It has not updated. The update has gone has not gone through. You, There's no way you're not aware of this. There's no, there's no earthly way that you are not aware that there is an issue here. You have to at least communicate with us. 
I am sure the fans, because you've built up a lot of goodwill, I'm sure the fans would say, oh, if you said, oh, we're having a little bit of issue with the Xbox version, we're going to get it up as soon as possible, here's what's going on, they'd probably be very forgiving in that. You can't just shut up in this case. You can't do it. <clears throat> when you shut up back when you released the game, that was smart because your game was busted and there was no excuse for it. So you just went to work and fixed it. That's great. But in this case, you have to talk to us. You have to tell us what's going on. You know, you just have to. Yeah, and I think at this point, too, to, to lend more credence to your argument there, like the game has been considered good longer than it has been considered bad at this point. So I think one technical hiccup would be like, yeah, sorry guys, you know, it's not the end of the world. I don't know, like maybe they were going to release it and it was like something that was like catastrophic or something like right. that and they're trying to fix it. Maybe it's like a PTSD. They're like freaking out thinking, oh my God, this is the end of the game, everything we worked for. But like, that's the thing. Like, this isn't cyberpunk. Right. This isn't like, this isn't, oh, this game is perfect and amazing. Like, you know, it came out, it had a rough go. They took their licks, they fixed it, and have stuck with it and improved at that point. And now you're just having a rough go. Yeah, let people know what's going on. It's bad look. Bad look. Yeah, it really is. It really is. They need to fix this. They need to talk to people. They need to communicate more in this situation. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm going to go along here with one of mine. Uh, Vicarious Visions uh, has now made the initial moves to unionize. Uh, they have been absorbed into Activision Blizzard, and they now are becoming the second group within Activision to make movements to do so following Raven. So, uh, very interesting. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. But that's now the second company within Activision that is moving for unionization. Mm -hmm. This is true. This is true. Uh, they actually kind of had to let this go through to kind of uh, further the whole deal thing with the FTC, I think. Uh, yeah. I've been, I've been so. listening to a lot of Hoglaw. Uh, props to them and their, him and his podcast, but he's been talking about this Activision deal and the FTC and all that insane nonsense. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, I think that's the way it should be anyway. Let the people decide what they want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we'll see what Microsoft does with it whenever they uh, finalize the acquisition, which seems to be right on track at this point. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't necessarily think Microsoft is going to be... I, I think Microsoft is going to be better owners than the current owners are at Activision at the end. Yeah. I just don't like that Microsoft have basically allowed them to get off kind of scot-free. That's, that's my problem with this whole merger thing. It's not even that I think Microsoft is the greater of two evils, you know? I don't necessarily think Microsoft's going to come in. I mean, there's like I said, terrible human rights violations going on at Activision, shit like mm -hmm. that. Like, I don't think Microsoft's going to do that. Uh, you might have to work some crunch or whatever, but but I, I'm talking about the terrible shit that made somebody yeah. kill themselves and shit like that. That being said, <clears throat> them buying it out when they did has given them kind of like an opening to get off scot-free and get paid and not have to deal with any of the terrible shit. 
or suffering that they undid on people. That's my problem with this whole buyout in the first place, you know? Yeah. Um, Alright, so back to me, right? Yup. Alright. I actually have less than I thought I did. Uh, Ever-shrinking list. Uh, Ever-shrinking list. Uh, Discord is finally adding Xbox chat. Uh, so you will be able to chat through Xbox on Discord to other Discord users. There will be a Discord app on your Xbox. I'm going to say this right now. Xbox people, I play with some Xbox people. If you want to keep chatting on Xbox, that's fine. Discord's better. It's way better. I like Discord using the Discord chat better. so much better than the Xbox chat. It is terrible. Uh, and it's really bad when you're going from PC to Xbox, as I have experienced being a PC player, playing with some console people. We get all sorts of weird shit happening. I never have that problem with Discord ever. So, <clears throat> Discord has issues. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm kind of really excited about this. I'm hoping all the people who play Xbox that I know are going to switch to that. I don't know if they will. They're kind of curmudgeonly like myself. But, uh, yeah, I think this is really cool. Cool feature. Well... It is great that you mentioned Discord. Uh, <laughs> because That's a perfect segue, actually, uh, in a string of segues, basically, I believe. Because you're down one. I'm just going to go into yeah. two in a row because they're sure. all kind of related. So um, I guess Halo Infinite is not going to feature any sort of matchmaking at co uh, for co-op. Um. The, uh, for the campaign. Apparently, like no voice chat, no, nothing at all. Uh, they've basically straight up said, use Discord for voice chat and looking for group for matchmaking for Halo Infinite's campaign. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> apparently they give just zero zero fucks like uh, less than zero fucks when they're actually like again a staple of the series is now coming to be a thing and it's still not a full implementation and you're left to figure it out on your own basically yeesh, yeesh. uh and adding to the bad halo infinite news um <laughs> apparently uh halo infinite matchmaking has this uh just weird bug, I guess. One <laughs> single match of matchmaking can use one entire gigabyte of data network usage. What? Yeah. Um, Good God, that's um, insane. Yeah, I, I briefly read the story, but basically what it seems like is it's just like unreasonable data, like data streams going in and out and it's like not optimized uh apparently they're going to be fixing it they're aware of the issue they're fixing it in august but like there's some people depending on their internet service provider may have a maximum of a thousand gigabytes of data to use yeah, which yeah that's don't get me wrong that's a lot uh -huh. but if you are living in a household with a lot of people with a lot of connected devices that have phones that are running on Wi-Fi because their data plans are limited, one game of matchmaking using yep. one gigabyte of data, somebody who plays a lot on multiplayer, 20 games a night, let's mm -hmm. say, for five nights, that's 100 gigabytes. That's a tenth of your entire allotment of internet for an entire household for a month. Yep. 
And I, as speaking as somebody who used to switch back and forth between uh, Time Warner and AT&T, AT&T does that. They have a data cap, and mm -hmm. it is a fucking nightmare. And it's real easy to go over, even though you think you're not going to. And, like, a gigabyte every time you play a match is insane. Mm -hmm. They need to fix that shit. They need to fix that shit fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I would... I don't know the law of it, but I would consider a class action lawsuit against them at that point. How many people are going over their data thinking, yeah. oh, it's just a multiplayer match because they're not even informing them. They're not even informing right. them, you know? It's fucked up. Fucked up. Uh, well, let's go with more things that are fucked up in the, <laughs> in the technology zone. Uh, and this is Sony doing some more stupid shit. I like every time I look at Sony, I'm like, "What are you guys doing? Like, why are you doing this?" They have removed their Twitter support. Uh, so basically, if you had a problem with PlayStation, uh, you could go onto the FAQs on the PlayStation, or you could contact them through Twitter. Uh, they just fired all the people who w did that for Twitter. They just got rid of it. They downsourced it. And now they basically say, figure it the fuck out. Go to the FAQs and figure it out yourself. So, why? 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 Did it really cost you that much to uh, help people with the problems when they had problems with their service? Like, yeah. th this is a head-scratcher to me, especially when you are still under fire for all these terrible things you're doing to your consumers. And, th and that's the thing. You're not even doing these things to your employees. You're not doing these things to, you know what I mean, to your shareholders. You're doing, you're telling your consumers to go fuck themselves repeatedly over and over and over again. So much so that now Xbox is outselling you in Japan. And, and so your response to Xbox outselling you in Japan is fuck everybody on Twitter? Like, what, is, what are you doing, Sony? What are you doing? Like, legitimately, I feel like I should sit them down and have a therapy session with them because this is insane. It's just insane. Like from a business standpoint, how uh, how much do you think you can openly abuse your fans and then keep coming back? Because they're already not coming back. You're already losing them. Yeah, you know, especially like I don't know, this is just the uh, kind of a side but related sort of thing. Like sure. I know if I go on to like, if I'm having trouble with a website or a service or something and they have like a chat that you can chat with somebody, I at least like to be able to get a hold of somebody via the chat and not like, hi, I'm like Sarah, the virtual assistant type what you want to do. And right. like, it's like, I need help with X, Y, and Z. And it looks like you need help with X, Y, and Z. Here's a link. Did I solve your problem? No, you didn't. Are you a person? Can you offer actual solutions? It's not as cut and dry as that. I'm not having that same issue. Hmm. I don't know how to help with that yet. And then you got to like <laughs> scour the internet for a right. phone number to talk to somebody. Right. And like, I already hate calling on a phone as much as it is. So, but yeah, that that's beyond me as to why somebody would remove a support channel other than, well, we just don't care. <laughs> right, right. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But you're up. 
All right. Well, uh, speaking of things that I just don't get and don't understand, Square Enix is selling a Cloud Strife figure that comes with an NFT version of the figure as well. Because, you know, reasons. This is why this is going to be a short show. I just don't have anything more to say about this shit. Like, I don't, I don't have the energy in me right now to rant about this shit. Like, I, ju- I just don't. Like, I think that's and, why it's short. Is like we always hit be. some note where I have to rant for forty minutes about something, and I'm just like, we hit it, and I'm like, yeah, fuck, and then just like move on. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say about this. You know. I mean, on a related note, too, I didn't write it down as an official odds and end, but uh, GameStop also officially launched their NFT marketplace. You know, oh, good for them. The entire, oh, the good entire idea of NFTs is like completely crumbled and gone now at this point. <sighs> so, now everybody wants to be in on it. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of gaming sometimes, man. I'm so tired of it. And, and you know what's what's crazy to me is you know what I do? I just play the same fucking like four games over and over again that have yeah. been out forever. Like, like I'm playing Ninja Turtles over here. For, like, I'm waiting for the Cowabunga collection to come out. And like, I don't know. Like, it's so the only thing that even remotely has me excited is Skull and Bones. And Everybody's so mad at it, I don't even know if it's going to happen, you know? I, I think that, like, you just can't win anymore. You just can't win for trying. I had Midnight Fight Express, but that's made by one dude, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's exhausting. It's exhausting being a gaming fan in 2022. It is. It's just absolutely fucking exhausting. Because games aren't even like games anymore. No. Like, unless they're independent. The AAA games are just like ideas of games crafted to sell you shit like that's yeah. what it is it's not even like it's it's like hey man want to live in a dystopian future yeah yeah i kind of do all right well this kind of looks like one you want to buy a car that's kind of <laughs> this is a digital car in it and then a game car there's bugs like they're like ideas of they're like this isn't living in a dystopian future. I'm living in a dystopian future, buying a game about playing a dystopian future. It's just fucking ridiculous. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna keep talking with mine now. Uh, all right, Grounded is getting an animated series. This is kind of oh. a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an animated series, uh, and somebody. Popular is doing it. I can't remember who, but uh, I didn't actually take it. It must be really popular. <laughs> well, it's, oh, it's the guys who did the Clone Wars, the Star Wars Clone Wars uh, oh, okay. show. That's, that's who it is. Uh, yeah, they're apparently uh, doing the like something in it, either directing it or, or producing it or something. So okay. that's kind of an upside from what I hear. I mean, like I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I'm not a huge cartoon guy anymore. Uh, not those kind of cartoons anyway. But uh, that being said... I mean, uh, it might be a quality show. Interesting, interesting idea. Interesting yeah. uh, cross-branding sort of thing. That's not too bad. That's a good thing. That's good information. That's sure. good news. Sure. sure. Uh, in, the, in the realm of game and TV movie adaptations, god damn, the synergy is just great right now. Um, yeah, the they've more had a couple of movies. Sonic 2 the, happened, and now everything's going to be a movie too yeah uh well no i meant like the fact that every single odd and end that we've had has been a lead-in for the oh. previous base 
that's true. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we've got some good, uh, yeah. some good fucking uh, segues. It's it's the rage. We're the- we're matching. We're matching rage. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, the Mortal Kombat movie uh, is getting a sequel officially. Same characters returning. Uh, I still have yet to see it. I don't think it's on really? HBO Max anymore. No, it's back. What they do it's with back. that, yeah, what they do with that is they put it on for like a month, and then they take it off, and then when it comes to DVD, it comes back on the service. Oh, okay. So it's back on there. I'm pretty sure it's back on there, because Suicide Squad is back on there, and that came out yeah. after Mortal Kombat. So it's not bad. It's I, I liked it. I liked the movie. I, there was some things about it that were confusing and weird. Uh, yeah. I thought, but I didn't hate it. Like the fact that they just added a random character to be the main character of the entirety of the story. And you're like, I remember we talked about this briefly. Couldn't make this Luke Kang. Well, what are we doing here, guys? But other than, <laughs> other than that, they, they they did like they did their own thing. It's not really like dead set on the lore, but it was fun. I, I didn't yeah. hate it. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, the action scenes are good. Uh, my final one is dumb. Uh, but uh, you remember that that weird ass multiplayer Star Wars game made by Zenga, the fucking Candy Crush guys. Yeah, what was it supposed to be? The Bounty Hunter one or something? Yeah, something. I, I it's not called Bounty Hunters. It's like the Hunters or something. It's yeah. weird. It's like an arena fighter. Yeah. And like like there's one with two Jawas. Like one of the characters is two Jawas that stand on each other's shoulders. Uh, uh, yeah. like, like crazy shit like that. It has been delayed to 2023. Uh, and we have no idea of a release date. But 2023 is now its release date. It was supposed to come holiday this season, this year. And it's, it's now in the future. In the 2023. In yeah. the future times. Man, there is nothing this holiday season right now, man. I'm telling you, no. if, if Skull and Bones does come out, holy crap. And this is not an official odds and ends, but Ubisoft needs Skull and Bones to come out and be good because just recently yeah. they canceled four of their games. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard that. about that. They canceled. I, I, I didn't see what it was, but I was yeah, I saw that they canceled four games. There was a Ghost Recon game in there. There was something else in there, and then two other unannounced projects. Uh, they just they straight up canceled them, and then they also canceled what is apparently was going to be an Assassin's Creed game at the end of this year. So they've got fucking nothing, like shit all, man. Like it's this, and it's that roller derby game. Like that's yeah. it. That's all they got happening right now. They really well, need Skyrim to hit. Apparently, Beyond Good and Evil Two is still a thing that is existing somewhere in the ether. I mean, why I'll wouldn't it? Really, <laughs> Skull and Bones really was curious. still a thing. That's true. I'll be really curious to see if that that one actually comes out. Yeah, I don't know. That one's that one's a little bit tougher to me than Skull and Bones. I feel like Skull and Bones because the first release we saw of Skull and Bones actually had gameplay in it. I don't know if you remember that all that way back, but it actually had. No, I <laughs> its reveal actually had some limited gameplay in it. Uh, mm. So, like, I feel like there was a game there already yeah. and i think you know i said this on the skull and bone show with uh i think it was you was it you or was it phil i don't know we talked about skull and bones a lot but yeah. I, I think what happened here was they had a game that was a simple easy multiplayer game and ubisoft was like no we want this to be a giant open world game and they're like okay so i feel like there was something there whereas beyond good and evil 
I feel like there was a trailer that somebody hired to make a trailer, and that's that's all we've gotten so far. I don't, yeah. I don't like, I don't know what team's on that. I don't know who's working on that. Uh, well, plus, that's the thing. If you remember, it's supposed to be like all the content and art is supposed to be fielded by fans. Yeah, exactly. Nobody is actually actively developing anything for right. it. It's like. All right. the music and all of the right. art is all just like, hey, we'll give you 20 bucks if you make a little sign on a street somewhere. Yep, yep. I think that uh, you had, uh, uh, you also have a bunch of unannounced things for future art. Like, somebody's working on that Star Wars game, that yeah. big open world Star Wars game. Uh, like, there's a lot of, like, who's working on that and who has been working on that for that to be a thing? So, right. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of stringing us along on that one. That's more like, uh, yeah, it's, it's still there. It's still in the works, you know, and it's not. We right. didn't say it's canceled. Right. Exactly. Which is like Skull and Bones. We didn't say it's canceled. Now it's coming out. So, maybe we'll get it, but I don't know. Ubisoft's real uh, mercurial with their uh, their company. They're very hard to pin down as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like they're they're a lot harder to predict because I would have never predicted Skull and Bones is coming out, and then I predicted it was coming out this year. And even when I did, I was like, I'm an idiot. And now it's coming out this year, and I'm like, how is this happening? But cool. Nonetheless, Skull and Bones does have a shot. I think it's the only AAA game coming out this year at this point, right? Like, what else is fucking? Oh, oh God of War. Sorry, God of War is supposedly coming out. Uh, aside from that loaded crack of shit uh what else is supposedly coming out this year do we have anything I else mean, like big triple a for this holiday well, season I mean, there's bayonetta 3 that okay we talked about. all right we did um, talk about that one i think that is triple a but it's barely it's barely right that. you know for me it's, it's very nintendo and it's very i don't know it's right. very it's barely getting across that border for me um I mean, outside of that, I mean, uh, what, Splatoon 3 is... Oh, is that this year? I think it's this year. I think that's going to get delayed. I don't think we've seen enough of that I wouldn't be surprised. Nintendo Nintendo really doesn't have that much coming out. We... uh, No, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody's got shit. Like, at some point soon, we have to be getting another Direct. Mm, Because they've been doing them too... Two at a time now. We didn't have an actual like their E three one. Dude, was we like, had a second one. It was the third party one, dude. Right. It's, with the that's Kirby the, rolling fucking Fall Guys game and like a couple right. other ones. There was the Xenoblade Chronicles one. Yeah. Which is like, what are you doing? And then right. there was another third party one where they're doing yeah. like their big centerpiece was the weird <laughs> free to play Kirby Fall Guys game. I don't consider those to be like a big Nintendo direct. Those okay. are just like, I wouldn't uh, with the, the, the types of announcements that they had with it. The one that was focused about around Xenoblade should have just been a freaking treehouse. I don't know why they yeah. had a direct for yeah. a single game, make it a treehouse. That's what you've done before. Just do that. Yeah. Uh, and then the third party one, it was a mini direct anyways. And it was. It was all just third-party stuff. What does Nintendo have that is, like, first-party for Nintendo? Bayonetta, Splatoon, and, like, that's it. That's the thing. Does it have anything? Apparently, it's supposed to have unnamed Breath of the Wild 2 game. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, outside of that, like, what else is there? 
That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, like, there's, there's nothing. We're in a dead zone. Like, in the holiday season, which is usually huge, like, it's weird. Like, this year has had, had a great opener, and then everything that was supposed to come out back half has been delayed or... or yeah. Or is in the ether. Like Nightingale is supposedly coming out, not coming out this this year, you know. And like, but but like, what else? What else is there? Like, there's there's nothing else coming out between yeah. the months of September and December other than Skull and Bones that I can right. think of from AAA parties, guys. AAA. We're not talking about like indies because the indies are always gonna hit. That they're always gonna release. They're always strong because there's enough of them. You know what I mean? But right. like for the first party AAA studios, there is fucking nothing coming out this year. So I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be a real weird because I don't think even in the even in the lightest years that we've had, we always have a big holiday season. Right. Like there's always like six or seven AAA games that come out between September and December. Always. It's been like a staple for the last like five years. This probably longer, but. This one is the first one where there's really like that's it. I can't think. I'm sure there's like one or another other one, but I can't think of another one. The only two I can think of that are slated are Skull and Bones and that other game that's not coming out that you're gonna give me a pizza for. That's the only two. The only two that I can think of. So I don't know. I don't know. Real weird. Real weird. Uh, go ahead. So. Yeah, I got one last oh, one. Oh, you have one more. Okay. Yeah, one, one last one. Uh, and this is a uh, public service announcement. Very important. Um, Nintendo has advised its customers to no longer use its Wi-Fi dongle for PC released in 2005. What? Yeah. Uh apparently that's still a thing worth mentioning um it would add a very specific very particular wi-fi connection signal that the original nintendo 3ds and the wii would use really you would bridge that connection with your pc to get the console online <laughs> um <laughs> Weirdly, I bought one long, long ago because, of course, I did. Right. Um, and uh, they advise to uh, they advise people to not use it because it can very easily be hacked and allow access to your computer and network by unsavory individuals. Mm. Um, keeping in line with all Nintendo products as they are easily hackable and modified. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I just who's still using that? It's <laughs> interesting. That's really interesting. Who is that it could be still that? out there in the wild. <laughs> I'm sure one person. That's like the type of news that you you know you get when one person who's really important had some stupid shit happen from a very right. particular set of circumstances, <laughs> but they feel like they should tell everybody because they think that everyone's susceptible to the weird <laughs> shit that just happened to them. Right. 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 It's highly possible. Highly possible. All right. Uh, that's it for him, right? That's it. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Horrible Gaming Podcast. So that brings us to the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Yes, it was a little bit of a quicker show. I'd be tired. So That's okay. <laughs> do you have anything special you want to plug there, Neil? 
Oh, nothing special in particular outside of the uh, wrestling art role-playing game that we're all playing. Indeed. The, uh, the first of which is up where uh, you get to watch me do what I do anytime I'm a player in any tabletop role-playing game <laughs> and overthink the absolute shit out of everything. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, that show, uh, Neil's in the premiere episode. Uh, that show has been up on both channels. The second episode is up on Axiom Games LLC's YouTube channel right now. It will be up on Old Man Gaming. Well, if you're listening to this, it's up because it goes up on Tuesdays. So it's there. You can watch it. Uh, it is live play. We're playing the new tabletop game that is that I am releasing from my new tabletop game company. And... Uh, say again we have a release date it is august 6th i am going to be doing a live stream here on this channel uh from noon to five o'clock on release date i will be answering any questions talking to anybody who's bought it uh talking to players i'm gonna watch that day's episode with you guys maybe make some commentary on it i'm gonna try and get somebody in here to play with me uh live for you guys so yeah please check that out that's august 6th that is a week from this Saturday. And of course, the big one, please buy the game. Please buy the game. Um, other than that, as far as streaming goes, I am giving Grounded a little bit of a vacation right now. Uh, and I'm doing my ridiculous uh, WWE 2K22 stream where I do Ultimate, where I do Universe Mode, which I create all the wrestlers in it, the entire arena, the show itself, and then uh, I let the matches happen while I, I commentary on them. And somehow it's very very popular. I've got 32 views on the last stream. So check that out. I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, that'll probably be Tuesday mornings from now going forward. Uh, Tuesday night, amateur hour. Right now we are going to start. We started Donatello. we got to finish Donatello this week. Wednesday morning, we've got the breakfast. Again, another WWE 2K22. I'm doing GM mode, and you guys really like that. 70 views on the last stream of that. So I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, and then this Wednesday night, of course, is Axiom. Our next episode of Axiom, our Star Trek tabletop game. That is over on Aetherdeos' Twitch stream. A-E-T-H-E-R-D-E-U-S. No, D-U-E-S. Uh, Twitch.tv.com. You've been doing this how long, and you can't remember how to spell it. You know, as the person who has had to do our intro literally twice in his entire history, shut the fuck up. It's not as That's easy fair. as. Oh, as I know it's not easy, but spelling is repetitive. It there's is. no room for for error. It's no, always the same. There's a lot of room for error when I'm speaking. Uh, but if you want to see the episode of that, it'll come out on Friday this week here on the channel if you don't want need to react and you just want to see the episode as it plays. Uh, that's it, guys. That's all the plugs. That's all the things. Uh, thank you for watching. Sorry we got through this a little bit fast. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be don't, back next week. Don't be sorry. We'll don't be back be sorry. next week with more No reason. No what are you being sorry for? Ah. It's consolidated. It's condensed. There's more meat What's funny Less is fat. is this has always been this was always the goal for the show was one hour, and 
Somewhere, somewhere along the lane, road, it became 90 minutes. I have no oh, idea. Oh, I know exactly what it was. <laughs> is Logan and I changed. It's what it was. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but it's definitely... the fuck up, that's what happens. <laughs> definitely, yeah, it's definitely Neil. Neil. Uh, all right, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. As long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next week. Can I tell you something that has happened in the last, like, three days that you can't see on this, but you will see if you watch this back? Okay. In the last, like, month, I have become six times grayer than I was. Like, I was already really gray. I was already really gray. But now I'm, like, I'm like a fucking silver fox over here. I go into the bathroom the other day, uh, and I notice it. Uh, and my, and my, my kid's getting ready for bed when I'm in there and I see the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, my hair is so white. looks like my hair has gotten like twice as white. And my kid just looks at me and goes, yeah, dad, definitely. Your hair is way more gray. I'm like, thanks kid. Thank you <laughs> so much. I'm going to go in the other room now, hang myself. I, I'm getting to the point to where it's like, before it's like, oh no, there's one white hair. Let me get it. And I pluck it out. And now, like, if I look in the mirror any longer than, like, 10 seconds, I can see, like, 10. I it's like, ah. Uh, I have right. a very hard time feeling sorry for you right now. In yeah, fact, I mean, I'm, I'm almost I'm like, mad that you, you decided <laughs> to tell that story. Because that was, like, that was like for me my entire head is completely and totally white <laughs> and grandpa-like. And you're like... Man, I got 10 gray hairs the other day, and it really sucked. Oh, yeah, man, did it? Yeah. <laughs> did it, you ginger bastard? Uh, I'm looking like at a picture guy. of you right now, and you don't look fucking gray <laughs> at all. <laughs>